How's it going? How's it going? And welcome to From the Sidelines. My name is Josh Duvall and I'm here with Chad Davis and Devin Davis. Today we're talking NBA and this is part two of our NBA over under predictions. Check out last week's episode to see our Western Conference predictions in episode 47. And this week is East. So be sure to follow us on Instagram at FTS Pod. Follow us on the FTS Pod. You got any comments, questions, concerns, want to make fun of our picks? Send us a joke, say hi, Merry Christmas even. Email us at theftspod at gmail.com. Chad, tell me what we're doing today. Well, like you said earlier, we're doing part two of our NBA over-under pod. Last week, we did the Western Conference, made our picks for that. So if you want to get caught up with that, go back and listen to episode 47. Uh, But part two features the Eastern Conference. And just a little overview, we basically just go through each team in the conference. We read off their set over-under win totals, and we basically pick over-under and kind of give give our outlooks for each team for their upcoming season. So, let's get started with the Atlanta Hawks. Their over-under win total is set at 34 and a half. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about the Hawks. I mean, I, I definitely think they lack defense. I mean, just completely. I don't think they have a single defender on their team. Um, so... I guess maybe Clint Capella, but um, uh, I, they are going to be horrible on defense. They have a lot of offensive weapons. So, uh, I, I mean, I don't, mm, mm, I'm taking the under. I'm taking the under. I don't I don't see it. They made a lot of moves this offseason, and it seems like a situation where the sum of the parts will not equal the whole, and I don't think the production will be there um, to account for 35 wins. And like Josh said, I'm really concerned with their defensive side of the ball. They added Chris Dunn and Rajon Rondo to address those issues. So that should tell you everything you need to know about the defensive efficiency of the Atlanta Hawks. (laughs) So I think it'll be another underwhelming season. And I'm going to join Josh and take an under as well. What do they they plan on doing with three point guards when they have Trey Young? They're they're going out and signing Rondo and... Chris Dunn, I, I don't understand what they're doing uh, either. Unless they're going to play some small ball and have Trey and uh, Rondo on the backcourt. I mean, I don't, I don't see what the use of that was. Spark off the bench, maybe. I don't know. But Chris, I, I, Chris Dunn isn't anything. I don't. Yeah, but I, I'm still not a fan either. I do like the Danilo Gallinari signing. Uh, I'm a big fan of John Collins. Uh, but this team just doesn't have it. I'm, I'm afraid to say uh, I don't think DeAndre Hunter or Cam Rennish are going to do anything. So who knows? Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Uh, they did sign Bogdan Bogdanovich. We like that. Bogdan. <laughs> I, Bogdan. I mean, I can take over Noah with the name mispronunciations if you want. Yeah, I, like take, Bog, I like yeah, Bogdan. Bogdan and Danio. Bogdan. We're already, we're already getting there. Bogdan, Danio, and Cameron Rennish. So are you taking the under though? You're taking the under, yeah. Red? Yeah, yeah. Not not big Atlanta fans, are we? No, we are not. Especially in a in a tougher Eastern Conference now, that's for sure. Everybody left LeBron out in the West and started joining the East, so I definitely definitely don't see them getting over thirty four and a half. So let's uh let's go on to the big green team up in up in Boston. We'll talk about the Celtics. They are set at forty four and a half wins. What do you think about the Celtics? This is a number that feels pretty, pretty close to accurate for me. I don't have a strong opinion one way or the other. Um, but I 
think I'm inclined to take a slight over. Just because I think there's so many bad teams that on any given night the Celtics will be able to... They won't, they won't get upset. I don't know how well they'll be able to compete with the teams like the Bucks and Lakers and Clippers and Nuggets of the world, but I think that they are they have enough pieces and they're strong enough uh, with Brad Stevens at the helm that they can they can avoid those upsets to you know the garbage teams like Pistons and Kings and those those worlds of players and teams. So I think I will take a slight over, but I don't love it either way. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's there's like a three four seed in the East. I mean, I I think I'm gonna take a slight over too, just because I think um, Jason Tatum. I mean, he improves every year, and I think this next year, I think he's gonna be even more impressive. Um, I think these these have a good squad, you know, lots of lots of options. I mean, it's kind of I don't know, great coach, kind of hard to you know do bad with this team. So I mean, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, give them give them an over. They do did they do like to beat up on the bad teams, don't they? That's that's one thing thing about this team is like, I mean they they take care of business when they should win. It's just uh, they're not really the powerhouse team that you that the Celtics, the name Celtics, normally are. Uh, but I like the weapons they have. Uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are only going to get better. Uh, maybe maybe Taco Fall can can work his way in there. Who knows? You know? That would be awesome. I I guess I would lean a slight over. Uh but you know, an under wouldn't surprise me either, but I'll go over for my pick. Yeah. Row where we all agree. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're off to a hot start. Well we weren't too excited about the Boston Celtics, but I'm sure their next team on the docket, the Brooklyn Nets, will have some have some spirited discussion about this team. Josh, what do you think about the Brooklyn Nets? Currently set at forty five and a half. I don't know. I mean, they obviously obviously have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Like, but Kevin Durant's coming off that ACL injury. <sighs> Kyrie's kind of, I don't know. He's just kind of digressed over the past couple of years. I don't know. I think they're overrated. Do I think they're better than that Celtics team? I, I don't really don't know. I feel like they're kind of kind of close with the Celtics. I mean, like, I feel like they'll end up being like a four seed in the East or something like that. Um. I'm going to take a slight under. I'm going to take a slight under. I will say Kevin Durant has looked like his normal self in the preseason so far. I know it's just the preseason, but it's it's encouraging to see how he's been able to play uh, throughout the preseason so far. Uh, we need some more improvement from Jared Allen. And when I say improvement, I just mean like minutes. We need to just get DeAndre Jordan out of there. Uh, but I'm a big Spencer Dinwiddie guy. Big Karis LeVert guy. Uh, got some good shooting on that team. I don't really like Kyrie. I mean, he's obviously a good player. I just don't like his, I mean, I guess attitude, leadership, whatever, on and off the floor. He's just doesn't feel, gives me a queasy feeling in my stomach. I don't really, I don't really like that. But uh, I fully expect Kevin Durant to be, be as good as he was, so... The number is a little high, but uh, give me an under. Give me an under. It's it's too high for me yet. I, I got to see high. it still. I got to see it. Yeah, I got to see it to believe it. I still feel like there's like multiple teams in this Eastern Conference that can beat the Nets. I feel like you know, Celtics can. I feel like I mean, I feel like the Heat definitely can. Bucks definitely can. Sixers can. Raptors can. 
maybe the Wizards can pull it out. Pacers can pull it out. So I feel like there's just like a lot of games where they could just lose. I don't, I don't know. That's definitely too high. So if I were to make this pick a week ago, I would have been a slam dunk lock of the century under. But that was before I saw Kevin Durant in the preseason. And like Chad said, he was very impressive and looked like pre-Achilles injury Kevin Durant, which honestly I did not expect, especially this early in his return. So it gives me some pause, especially given the fact that they are a trade destination for James Harden. So I think if they were to acquire Harden uh, for like Levert and Jared Allen and a couple of picks or something along those lines, I, I definitely think it's kind of risky now. So I am less less confident in this prediction, but I'm still going to go on under. I don't know how well Kyrie will fit with KD, and some of their guys that were getting a lot of minutes and uses last year are going to be relegated to bench roles. So I suspect there'll be some issues in your, when you're playing DeAndre Jordan 25-plus minutes this game. I, I, I'm going under. I feel like I feel I just feel like Kyrie Irving and Kevin Rant, like their games will just clash. And I mean, Steve Nash is your coach, very offensive-minded point guard. You know, like I, I, I don't see how the coaching can make up for that, and I don't feel like Kevin and Kyrie will mesh well together. It's also a rough first first coaching gig. Gig. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's uh let's go on to another team. They just, you know, it's an interesting team for sure. Uh, down in Charlotte, we're going to talk about the Hornets, who are set at 26 and a half wins. How do you guys feel about the Hornets? I'm going to go with an under. I feel pretty confident. They had a horrible draft. Lamella Ball's only going to make them worse. Uh, they added Gordon Hayward. That's about the only, only good thing they did. Uh, but there's really just nothing on this team that I like. They have really bad contracts. Uh, just give me an under. There's really nothing else to say. This this team is just going to be bad. I'm going to have to strongly disagree with this one. I am taking an over for the Charlotte Hornets. I really think that they're going to try to like you know act like they're a good playoff team, and I think that'll get them enough wins and keep them competitive throughout the course of the season to where they can get those 27 wins. I'm not exactly a huge fan of their roster, but think they like have some solid pieces and I'm fairly excited about with you know Devontae Graham PJ uh continuing to emerge and then you know hopefully LaMelo Ball isn't a complete negative this season but I think it'll be really interesting to see if they're open to running PJ Washington at the five so that they can allow Gordon Hayward and uh Miles Bridges to play together at the three and the four so I think that'll be a really interesting adaptation to see if they go with this season but I think they have enough, and they're con- they convinced themselves that they're a good team, so I think they'll get the over. That's honestly exactly what I was going to say. I'm sorry, Chad, but I'm going to put you on an island. Um, I, I, I agree. Like I don't think LaMelo Ball is it, but I think if LaMelo can you know, mature his game a little bit, you know, whether it's a facilitator or just a, a spark plug off the bench, I think he could be of some asset. Um, and like Devin said, you know, Devontae Graham, I think he's great. I really like what I've seen from Miles Bridges. I love P.J. Washington and Gordon Hayward. I mean, brings him a little experience, and uh, he's also a very solid player. So, yeah, I think that, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of upside to this team, which 
you know, when you have a lot of upside like that, you can also have a lot of downside. So I could see it going either way, but I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go with the over as well. Just slide over maybe 28, 29 wins. Hope we put Chad back on an island yet again. Uh, moving on, we have the Chicago Bulls. Somehow, you guys are going to have to explain this one to me. <laughs> Their over-under is set two wins higher than the Hornets at 28 and a half. Let me just interrupt you there. This this is a rock'em, sock'em, punch-em-in-the-face, fat under for me. This This team is horrible. I mean, as much as I dogged on the Hornets, the fact that this number is higher than the Hornets higher than the Hornets, is just completely uh, absurd. The I don't know. The, at least the Hornets have some kind of life to them. This this Bulls, Bulls team doesn't have anything. When Zach Levine is your best player, I'm sorry. He's a good dunker or whatever, uh, but you're not doing anything. I'm sorry. I was kind of hard on the – Jed's kind of hard on the Bulls. I mean, I didn't think they were that bad. I mean, I, mean, I, I think Kobe – as much as I, I hate the Hornets, as much as I hate the Hornets, I still like them better than the Bulls. And the Bulls are—I don't know—they're set higher. I don't get it. The Hornets will finish ahead of the Bulls. I marked that down. I don't. Ooh, I think I don't know. You're kind of hard on them, man. I don't know. I mean, Kobe White. I think he's going to step it up this year for sure. I mean, Zach Levine was great last year. I think, and he—you know—there's been stuff this this offseason about Zach Levine talking about Kobe White's game and talking about how you know he he's like he's their guy and stuff and like I think that's some good chemistry, you know. Lori Markinen has potential. Wendell Carter Jr. has potential. I mean I don't know what they did with their draft. I don't know I don't know any, I don't know why they got Patrick Williams. I don't know what he's gonna do for them. But I mean there's, there's pieces. There's pieces, but you know, now that I'm looking at their bench, wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, they're kind of rough, but mm, I mean, they got they got they got a few good pieces of upside. I, I don't think they're that horrible. I think they're pro- they're in the same range as the Hornets for me. But uh, yeah, I guess I'll I'll take a slide under too. Yeah, I'll, I'll take an under. Devin, you're an intellectual. Back me up here. Yeah, this is okay. okay they had last year. Last year, okay, let me put, no, back Josh, up. Josh, back Josh, up, back no, up. no, no, no. Let me let me give you some time out on you right now. Let because Chad just said, Devin, you're an intellectual, implying that I'm not. So I want to talk about that really. Yeah, quick let me give you some numbers. You mean, you, you, you mean to tell me that you don't think Kobe White's here? Do you think Zach Levine won't be good this year? Do you think Wendell Carter Jr. won't be good this year? There, what did I ever say? I don't know what I said. There that was wrong. Okay, okay. There the, the players, the players you just mentioned are like your fourth and fifth best players on the team. They're not your first, second, and third. There's a difference between putting up stats and putting up wins. And I don't know that you named a single player that's capable of doing the latter. Sir, I Zach, chose the under. Zach Levine can put up no thirty a game. I took the under. Kobe White's Kobe White's been impressive. He was impressive after the All Star break last season. But that doesn't mean he's shooting above 40% from the field. The efficiency of this offense is just terrible. And they lack any defensive presence. Laurie Markkinen is a walking hospital. <laughs> Me be over here agreeing, trying to figure out why on earth I'm getting a lecture right now when I literally said under. I'm going to give you some numbers, Josh. I, I don't know. I'm trying That's... to find out. Like... The, Bulls, wait, wait, wait. the Bulls last season had a sub-34% win rate. That's great. I said under. In order... They did nothing to improve their roster. They drafted Patrick Williams. <laughs> You're they absolutely did, right. That's why I said under. They did nothing. 
they would have to have a 40% win rate this season to hit the over. You're telling me they're going to improve their win rate by over 6% without doing much to their roster besides changing their head coach? I don't see I'm it. I'm dumbfounded. No, I, I said under. Let's go under. No, no, Josh is right. We are a little hard on him considering he did say under. He just wasn't as emphatic as I, emphatic I just about it as they I were said completely. He... I just didn't think they were completely ass like Chad. Well, I, I was like, forgive me for saying, hey, they have a little bit of upside in a few players, but God forbid you all thought I said they were going to win the NBA Finals. How dare I agree? <laughs> okay, let's go on to the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are set at 22 and a half wins. Um, yeah, bad team. What do you guys think? I mean, I'm not sure that that I'm not sure that that word bad fully encompasses just how abysmal this team is going to be this season. When your two best players are Kevin Love and Andre Drummond, you have a significant problem. And it doesn't result in wins, that's for sure. I think they are going to be pretty keen on tanking and improving their draft stock. Uh, winning games is only an L for Cleveland fans at this point. Um, so I don't see any reason why they would even want to win basketball games. And they don't have a roster to be competitive. It would take a significant improvement from Darius Garland and Isaac Okoro doing something that I don't think he's capable of, scoring the basketball at a high level. So I don't I don't see them being able to stop anyone on the defensive end, and they lack prolific, efficient offense. So they might get it, they might out rebound you by ten rebounds a game. But that doesn't matter when you're losing by twenty. Give me an under. Yeah, this is like a top top in the NBA this year. Um, I'm, I'm going to take the under as well. There's just like nothing good. <laughs> like, I like Colin Sexton, but that's really it. Yeah, this is a big old under for me too. As, as low as this number is, I really feel like the bad teams in this conference really are going to be bad. And the Cavaliers, they're just, they're, just, they're finishing last. Them or the Pistons, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, the, I, I don't know how they're going to score the basketball. I just don't. How are they going to compete with anybody? <laughs> CD Osman and Larry Nance, you got like four centers on this team and no, no ball handling, no ball movement, no shooting, nothing. I don't. Yeah, this, this team is just terrible. I don't. I'll, I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. So we're all in agreement. The Cavs are bad. Under, right? under, unders all around. Unders all around. Well, let's go on to another bad team. Horrible. Just, just bad. Also, uh, we're going to talk about the Pistons, who are set at twenty-three and a half wins. Now, uh, also bad team. What do you guys think? I'm very, I'm very torn on the Pistons because I want to like, I want to like the players that the Pistons have. Big, big Killian Hayes fan. Think he could win Rookie of the Year. Really like Delon Wright, and now that he's going to be having a full-time starting role at the two-guard, I'm excited to see what he can do with, with those minutes and that opportunity. And Blake's coming back from injury, and he's looked pretty good so far in preseason. I've been thoroughly impressed. Um, I guess Troy Weaver thinks that they're going to be competitive because he thinks, you know, blowing all his cap space on... Mason Plumley and Jeremy Grant and 
waving, stretch, stretch, waving and stretching three players that don't have, I don't know, non-guarantee. We talked about it already, but uh, just to reiterate, I guess Troy Weaver thinks they're going to be in the playoffs. I don't know. They're just ruining their future cap situation for a team that might win 24 games. So with that being said, I think I'm going to take an over here. Mainly because I just want to root for the Pistons. I want to root for DeLon Wright. I want to root for Killian Hayes. I want to root for Blake Griffin to be back to full health. But I have no confidence in this pick. Uh, hate to do this to you, but I still got to go under. The, ba- the bad teams are going to be bad. And, I mean, unless Blake Griffin can stay healthy, which, which is uh, like 1 in 100, they could hit the over, but... That I I'm not going to bank on that. I'm not going to bank on a rookie point guard. I'm I like Del I like Delon Wright. I'm just not sure that him by himself with a bunch of other bad players on bad contracts like like uh Jeremy Grant and Mason Plumley. I they're not going to do it. Um, I'm still going to go under. Yeah, uh, I like the under as well. This team seriously lacks shooting. Um, I mean, DeLon Wright is probably their best shooter. Um, I, outside of him, I don't see any shooting. Killian Hayes, but I mean, I don't really see much shooting at all. Everybody's just kind of mediocre at shooting. Like Blake Griffin and Jeremy Grant can stretch the floor, but at the same time, like, are you, you know, if you're a defender, you're like, are they really going to make that though? So I'm going to take the under on this team. You know, there's a lot of players that have similar play styles, like, Josh Jackson, Siku Dumbuya. I feel like they're like pretty much the exact same player. Like, like I, I don't know. I feel like there's just no offense on this team. I feel like it's going to be rough. I mean, I, I do want to root for Blake, and I hope that he he succeeds and gets back to the old Blake Griffin we're all used to. But I'm taking the under as well. Yeah, this feels like an overpick where like it looks good in preseason, just thinking about it, and then once you see him actually play a game, you're just like, oh, what have I done? I regret it instantly. Let's go. On, let's go on to uh, another team that um, I kind of like. I kind of like, honestly, uh, the Indiana Pacers. They're set at thirty-seven and a half wins. How do you guys? How do you guys feel about the Pacers? I think, I think I th- they're pretty solid. I think this is pretty solid. Feel like a pretty, pretty, pretty convincing over. Uh, I think they're pretty stacked across the board. I really like their starting five, and they even have some bench depth to go along with it. Uh, we saw last year, even when they had guys that uh, missed time with injury with Oladipo, Sabonis, uh, we we saw guys like, you know, Aaron, Justin Holiday step in. I mean, TJ McConnell was a serviceable backup. I mean, they had some solid, solid depth last season. So I think once they're back to full strength this com- upcoming season uh, in a relatively unconvincing Eastern Conference, I think they can easily get the over of 38 wins. I agree. I mean, this is give me give me a lock on this. I think they're going to be the over. Um, I really like this Pacers team. They're, they're stacked. They got so many. Everybody can score. They've got good defense and they've got great rebounding too. I mean, like I, I like the team. I like it. I like them. I think they're going to get the over. I think it's going to be an easy over, and I think they're a playoff team. This is my hop in the car, driving an hour and a half to Indiana, lock of the year. Uh, this pace. I love this Pacers team. They won 45 games last year, and yet for some reason this number has dropped all the way down to 37 and a half. I, especially with with the bottom tier teams in the East that they'll be playing, uh, 
this team just feels complete to me. I I hope Victor Oladipo doesn't have any lingering effects from his injury. Big fan of Sabonis, and especially TJ Warren. Uh, his bubble performance was really good. Uh, hopefully he can keep that up. But uh, yeah, I like this team. I'm going to go over. All right. Y'all agree on the over for the Pacers. Big, big Pacers guy. Big Pacers guy. Let's, uh, let's move on to the Miami Heat. Just lost the NBA Finals to the Lakers. They are set at 43 and a half wins. Now, I, I'm going to say right off the bat, I'm not going to make the mistake I made last year and take the under on this team. I'm going to go ahead and get it right off my chest. I'm taking the over. I guess I guess you learned a lesson last season, yeah? Sure did. I got to go over here, too. This uh, this team just feels like they're just going to be better uh, than they were last year. Like, on paper, it doesn't feel like that they should be as good of a team as they were. Uh, but you got the emergence of Tyler Hero, uh, the improvement of Bam Adebayo, uh, just probably like a top 10 fantasy pick. I don't know. Uh, double double machine. You got Jimmy Butler. Is he a top 10 pick? That fell a little high to me. I feel like he could be. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Goran Dragic. Love love him as a point guard. I don't know why. Maybe just because his name sounds like Dragon. I don't know. Uh, but there might be some drawback from uh, losing the finals because that's just what happens to teams. Uh, but I I really don't see any reason why this team shouldn't shouldn't be as good as they were last year. Not better. I'm very torn. I'm very torn on this selection. On one hand, on one hand, I was I was riding the or I was the conductor of the Heat train last season, and boy did that pay dividends for me. But I feel like just out of principle, the number feels pretty inflated to me. And just looking at their roster, it doesn't feel like... You don't feel, like, compelled, like, oh, yes, this team is definitely going to win at least 44 games. Like, they have very solid pieces, but I feel like you're depending on guys like Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson to replicate their bubble performances, if not, if not, you know, exceeding them. Um, so I think I'm going to take it under just out of the principle that when looking at the roster, I'm not... I'm not necessarily excited by it as I was last year. And they still have to deal with the short turnaround since they made the finals. So I think a couple of those couple of those um, you know, hangover effects from the shortened offseason could, could play impact. So I'm going to take a slide under. All right, let's go on to another team. <laughs> Welcome back. Oh, did I not say Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> I have nothing well, to man, say. I'm I was gonna... sitting over there with his feet kicked back, slouching. My man put his arms behind his head. He had his feet resting up, and he was t- chilling. I was chilling. Uh, I have nothing to say about that team. I think it's great. And uh, we're going to talk about the Milwaukee. I said Millie. Okay. <laughs> we're going to talk about the Millie. We're going to talk about the, the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, they are. They have a high number here. They are set at fifty and a half wins. So uh, it's kind of tough. I don't know. I don't know. Kind of tough. What do you guys think here? This is tough. I mean, the number does feel a little high, but at the same time, this this team has Giannis on it, and Giannis's brother. Not that that makes a difference, but 
It doesn't. Uh, but shout shout out though, they signed our guy Travion Graham. But uh, yeah, the loss of Eric Bledsoe will hurt. But they did sign uh, Drew Holiday. I don't I don't really know, to be honest with you. I feel like I would go in under just because the number does feel a little high, and I don't know if Giannis is gonna Giannis is gonna be healthy all year. Because if he he has to take off some few a few games, this team is definitely definitely not the same without him. So I'm gonna lean in under. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna lean in under too. Giannis always has big back pain with this team. Always always having to carry, get 30 points a game, 13 rebounds a game just to win. I mean, I I don't I don't think I don't think this is a 50 win team. I think it's a playoff team. I think it's a I think it's a good playoff team, but I, I don't know. See, I feel like their numbers should be more around 45. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm taking the under as well. I'm disagreeing yet again. I'm going to go with an over for the Bucks. I think last year Chris Middleton showed that he was a very capable second fiddle, and really really grew into that role. And I think the acquisition of Drew Holiday will be a much-needed improvement at that position over Bledsoe. Uh, he's terrific on the defensive side of the ball, which I you know, don't know that people give him enough credit for. And I don't ex- exactly hate uh, the depth they have this year. Uh, that was the one thing that I was a bit concerned about last season, but I, I really like their depth uh, more so this season with like guys like Bobby Portis, Bryn Forbes, Torrey Craig, uh, Pat Connaughton's still there, so... I, I think they have one of the best starting fives in the league, and I'm not going to go against the two-time reigning MVP. All right, we got Devin alone on an island for that one. Uh, next up, we're going to move on to the New York Knicks, uh, also known as the Kentucky Wildcat Knicks, if you want to call them that. They signed like six Kentucky players. They They hired our assistant coach, Kenny Payne, to the coaching staff. Uh, they're over under a set at 21 and a half wins. I mean, I think this is a bad team. Don't get me wrong, but that's a really low number. I, I kind of like the over. <laughs> I kind of like a slide over with this team. Like, I mean, they have upside. They have a lot of upside. Um, RJ Barrett could be something special. Obi Toppin could be something special. I mean, Mitchell Robinson, big Mitchell Robinson guy. Uh, Julius Randle. I mean, come on, come on. I mean, you got Kenny Payne. He's already worked with Julius Randle, and he's been a part of that Kentucky Kentucky team that constantly whips out solid big men. So, I mean, I think he's going to help a lot with Julius and Mitchell Robinson. I don't know. I, don't, I think I think that's just a low number. I'll take a slide over with this team. You know, the, you know the really interesting thing about that analysis, Josh? I can't wait to hear it. I think you forgot to mention, like, three of the Knicks starters. I'm going to join you. I'm going to join you for an over. And I can't wait. I can't wait until Alfred Payton, Alec Burks, and Nerlens Noel are the reason that they get over 21 and a half wins. They've been starting in preseason. I'd be surprised to see all three of them start. But I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if that's their starting roster. Tom Thibodeau really likes to play the guys that give the effort and the guys that he frankly likes. So I'm not sure that Obi Toppin or... I mean, R.J. Barrett, I mean, I, like, they might be, like, I'm sure the front office wants them to get minutes, but I don't know if Thibodeau's the guy to give them those minutes. Um, so, guys like Peyton and Burks show that they're very capable, productive backcourt players, and I think they'll pair Nerlens in the frontcourt with Julius to start the year off, so 
I'm going to take an over. Different reasons than Josh said, but different equation, same result. I'm going to take an over, too. The the 21.5 line feels a little low. Uh, I feel like this team can compete with... with uh, well, especially the bad teams, but even like the middle tier teams. Not to say they can win those, but like I feel like this team can can be competitive, and it doesn't feel like they're just a completely atrocious team like some of these others. So, uh, and the fact you're getting some, in my opinion, value in a lower number, I'm definitely gonna take an over, even though you know taking an over for the Knicks does not feel good something I want to root for, but I will do it nonetheless. All right, let's go to another team that, I don't know, this will be interesting to talk about. The Orlando Magic, they're set at 30 and a half wins. Um, I kind of feel like this number is a little high. Uh, so I, I, I'm going I'm to lean, lean the under here. Um, I mean, why? yeah, this is quite a bit high, actually. Um uh, yeah, I'm taking. I'm leaning the under. I mean, Aaron Gordon, he's just dude can dunk. He's got a high vertical. Great. What else can he do? Uh, Markel Fultz has he learned how to shoot yet? Like a free throw at least? I don't know. He can't do anything. Cole Anthony, Cole Anthony might be okay. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not for the Magic. I mean, like put him on any other team in the NBA, and I don't think he'll be good. But for the Magic, I think he might be okay. And uh, I like Vucevic, but outside of that, Evan Fournier. But outside of that, they have nothing, nothing at all, nothing at all. I, I honestly lean to think that this team could be like could be even worse than some of these other bad teams. Like I, I, I'm not high on the Magic at all. So give me, give me a under. I'm not either, and I will join you on the other, on the under. Like I said before, when guys like Evan Fournier or your bet and Aaron Gordon are your best players. There's something wrong there. Uh, this team just lacks, just they just lack good players. Outside of Vucevic, Aaron Gordon, and again we're stretching there. And Evan Fournier, it's just it just doesn't feel like a team that's gonna win many games. You got the injury to Jonathan Isaacs, so he's out for a year. They'll be without him. And I'm gonna have to de- disagree with you on Cole Anthony. I just I didn't think he was good at North Carolina, and I don't think he'll be good in in the NBA for his second year. For his rookie year. Yeah, I'm going to agree. Make this a unanimous consensus pick of the under. The Magic relied too much on guys like Aaron Gordon, Vucevic, and Evan Fournier to get them to 31 wins. I don't see it. I'm much more interested in teams like the Hornets and Bulls. Like I like those rosters a lot more than this Magic roster. And They're currently starting Dwayne Bacon. At the three in preseason, you know who's not good at basketball? Dwayne Bacon. Like, give me Charles, <laughs> give me, give me James Ennis, give me Chuma Okiki. Like, give me some, Dwayne Bacon is garbage. I don't want to see him on an NBA court ever again. Terrible, not good. And anyways, in your starting five, you're not winning 31 games. Sorry, just facts. Didn't doesn't he only average like five points a game or something? Absurd. Less than that, I think it's like 2.3 probably. I mean. Whatever it is, it's it's impressive. It's impressive how you can be so inefficient with the basketball and contribute nothing on the defensive side of the court. So, but hey, it's only his third year. Maybe he gets better. Maybe he puts up six points a game. Who knows? 
That's a good point. Let's talk about let's talk about another team. We've got the 76ers of Philadelphia. And um they are set at they're set at 42 and a half wins. Now, this team right now as is, I am not a fan of this team. But if they get James Harden, that's a completely different story. So what do you what do you guys think here? I think I think I'm going to take the over with this team. I think one move that is going to really help them is the acquisition of Seth Curry. Uh, they made that trade on draft night involving uh, the departure of Josh Richardson. So I think that along with Danny Green will really help space the floor. And when you're trying to run Simmons and Embiid together, that is quick. Like as we saw with J.J. Redick when he was on the team, that is a crucial aspect in, being, in allowing those two to play together. So... Last year, they had some issues with the fact that they couldn't space the floor, frankly, because of guys like Al Horford. Um, so when they give those minutes to guys like Curry and Danny Green, and then they continue to integrate some of the younger guys uh, like Shake Milton and Maxie, who they drafted, uh, I think I think they have enough. I think they have enough on their roster um, to compete and get 43 wins. And I didn't even mention Matisse Thybulle, who might be the best defensive player in the league. So. They got some nice pieces, I think. I do not think this team has good pieces. I'm going under. I'm just not not a big Ben Simmons guy. And not a big Danny Green guy, obviously. And I really just don't know what this team is good at. Well, they're not good at shooting, obviously. They might might be good at defense. I don't know, but I just I just I just feel it feels like this team doesn't have enough experience i guess i don't know that i feel like they're gonna rely on too too much younger guys too many younger guys and i don't know when you got ben simmons running the point instead of a traditional point guard i feel like he could be useful somewhere else um the durability of joel Embiid, he always gets hurt every year so i think i gotta go under on this team yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with Chad. I think I'm going to take the under. I I don't like Ben Simmons. I think I think he's a great player. I think he's a good player. I mean, he can, he can score, he can pass, but I think you put him on any team, he's just going to be kind of toxic on the court. I mean, players are able to sag off of him as much as they want. I mean, he can't shoot. He he can't shoot at all. Like, I mean, that's just that's not good to have on the court. <laughs> I mean, you gotta you gotta be at least be able to knock down a wide open three, or at least have the confidence to at least shoot it. I mean, you can't just stand there and do nothing. I mean, that's just a waste of time and a waste of a waste of time. Yeah, I mean, you're just wasting shot clock at that point. So, I mean, I, I don't. You you mentioned you know uh, them getting Seth Curry or uh, and um, and Danny Green. Uh, I like Seth Curry more than Danny Green. I don't, I think Danny Green is just useless. I don't think he's no, I, I don't like Danny Green. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking the under. This team is not good. <laughs> I know, this team is not good, bro. I mean, Joel Embiid, he's just – I don't think he's ever going to, like, take that leap to superstardom. You know, I I think he's just kind of stuck where he is for the rest of his career, and he's only going to decline. I think Ben Simmons is overrated, can't shoot worth crap. I mean, put me on the court. I'll shoot the ball. I won't stand there and look around like, what do I do? Um or dribble so, into traffic. Or dribble into traffic. I mean, I, I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. This team is not good. Give me the other. Give me the other. If they get hard in, it's a different yeah. yeah, I think Josh, is, Josh is, has this mental image in his head of the atrocious 
offense that the 76ers ran uh, under uh, under Brett Brown last season. But I think with Doc Rivers, I think they'll be able to inject the new offense that allows them to space the floor and allows Embiid and Simmons to complement each other on the court. And if, if, and if time is tone to say anything, Daryl Morey loves shooters. So I am certain that Daryl Morey will figure out how to get these two to play together. So that's really why I'm confident. I'm really confident in what they did at the top and just hoping that eventually it translates to wins on the court. All right. Well, Devin's off on an island on his own. Let's talk about uh, another team, another team up in Canada. We got the Toronto Raptors. They're also set at 42 and a half wins. Um, Except they're not in Canada because they're not playing in Canada. That's true. Okay. Okay. We're not playing again. Whatever. Whatever. They're still the Toronto Raptors. Set at 42 and a half wins. What do you guys think? Man, this is a tough range. I think, I think I'm going to go under. I really like they show, they showed competitive signs of life last season, but Pascal Siakam was really, really under underwhelming in the bubble. Um, so it gives me some pause heading into this season. Uh, concerning him, uh, but they do have a really, you know, really impressive backcourt with uh, Fred VanVleet and Kyle Lowry, and then even Norman Powell off the bench. So, mm, man, this is a tough one. I think I'm gonna stick with a slight under, but wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me to see them hit the over one bit. So, I, yeah, uh, this is ultimate stay yeah. away. But I will take an under because I have to pick. Yeah, uh, I agree. I'm going to take the under two. I think they have good, strong, consistent players. Um, but they just don't have, like, anything that screams at me, like, that they're going to, like, easily sweep. The, or not sweep, just easily take the over. Um, I don't know. I think they'll take the under. I'm, I'm taking the under. I'm going to go over. That's, that's only because I, I no, it's it's really has nothing to do with this team. It just has to do with I feel like I've taken the under on a lot of these teams already, and some of these teams have to go over. And I do feel like they'll be better than the Sixers, and they they're at they're at the same same line. So I'm gonna take the Raptors just to go over. Uh, they're gonna miss Marcus All, uh, but I I like the emergence of OG Ananobi and uh, Norman Powell, and then uh, I fully expect Siakam to get back on track from his abysmal bubble performance and then you got fred van fleet and kyle lowry in the backcourt like Devin said i big big fan of those two as a backcourt duo so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go over just why not all right well we have reached our final nba team the washington wizards they made the uh, acquisition of russell westbrook and their over under has been set at 33 and a half as a result so what do you guys think about the washington wizards I really don't know. Um, is it weird to think that with John Wall instead of Westbrook, I feel like this team would hit it? Yes, I do think that is weird. I don't know, man. Uh, okay. Um, uh, you know, I, I, for the same reason as Chad uh, with the Raptors, I'm going to take the over. Like I haven't taken an over on many teams. And, you know, I'll take, it. I'll take it. Bradley Beal. Dude was putting up like 30 last season. So, you know, he's... He's good. I mean, dude's good. I don't know. Russell Westbrook's a great player, a great, great player, but he's going to have to figure out how to play with this team, figure out how to play with these guys. I like Rui Hachimura. I like Mo Wagner, great shooter, and 
you got Thomas Bryan who has a lot of potential and Robin Lopez off the bench. I think they have guys with a lot of potential and I think they've got some scores. And I also think they have a couple guys off the bench to, you know, main, maintain those those baskets and some good defense while the starters are out. So I'm, I'll, I'll take a slide over. Very slight. Very, very slight. 34. Like, very slight. I'm going to go over two. The the backcourt of Beal and Westbrook, I think, is going to be really good. Uh, if uh, Westbrook is going to have to get back on to his Thunder Westbrook days instead of Rockets Westbrook, hopefully uh, not playing with James Harden will, will help with that. But uh, having him over John Wall is definitely a plus. And then I feel like you'll get s- solid contributions from guys like Thomas Bryant, Rui Hachimura, and uh, Bertans, who signed himself himself a deal. Great shooter. Uh, I could, I feel this team can compete with uh, everyone in the East, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it over. Devin is still stumped. Ah, man, this is such a terrible pick. I don't want to be on either side of this prediction. I don't want to be rooting for the Wizards to win games. I don't want to be rooting. Uh, I think I'm going to take an under here. Yeah, I think I'm going to take an under here. It's hard to separate how just how bad Westbrook is at some aspects of the game, and then how great he is at you know the energy, hustle, rebounding side of the ball. Uh, so it's it's it'll be hard. It'll be interesting to see how that meshes with. Uh, probably be on the backcourt and the Washington Wizards, but outside of outside of uh, their four main pieces, I'm really not excited out of my, about pretty much anything on their roster. So I think that ultimately will be the deciding factor, especially if they suffer any injuries along the way. But I mean, outside of Bertans, I'm I don't really like much in their front court to begin with. So I think I'll take an under. But I don't, I don't, I don't love it either way. Yeah, I agree. Some of these picks are just—they're at a good number, and you—you could really go either way. So yeah, I, I I agree with that. Yeah, at least we'll, at least we'll know we'll have a better uh, winning percentage than Noah. It's one thing we can, <laughs> one thing we can be confident in. Well, if you have any strong thoughts on uh, the Eastern Conference over under win totals, you can feel free to send us an email to the ftspod at gmail.com. And while you're at it, give us a follow on Instagram at FTSPod and on Twitter at the FTSPod. Bye, have a great time.